You've come to the right place. If you're a course creator looking to build more impact, income, and freedom, LMS Cast is the number one podcast for course creators just like you. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of the most powerful tool for building, selling, and protecting engaging online courses called Lifter LMS. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name's Chris Badgett, and I'm joined by a repeat guest, most most repeat guest on the podcast, Allie Mathis from the Lifter LMS team. How are you doing, Allie? Great, Chris. How are you? Doing excellent. Allie's here to facilitate a conversation around groups, which rolled out very recently. I'm super excited. How are we going to do this? What do we, where do we want to start? I'm super excited about this too, because we've been talking about this for a long time um, as a team. So I thought we could start by talking about the history of groups and why we decided to develop it, um, where, where the idea came from. Well, as of this recording, uh, Lifter LMS, the product, is about five and a half years old. And le- the Lifter LMS ecosystem uh, is made up of the core Lifter LMS software and then 22 different add-ons, I believe. Groups, the most recent, which is amazing. We've always wanted it, but the way I always thought about it is before we can um, you know, scale the learning experience. There's a lot of fundamentals we need to get in place, like having an easy to use quiz builder, having the ability for it to do quizzing and assessments and grading and reporting. And, um, you know, having our own social learning components, having private coaching components. And once we get the, you know, one-on-one experience down, then it makes sense to start scaling into groups. So I call that moving slow to move fast later. So I've wanted it for a long time. I know lots of community members wanted it for a long time, especially if they sell training into companies and institutions um, so that they could do it in an easier way at scale. But that's what took us so long. That's what took us five and a half years. (laughs) Here we are and I'm so stoked that uh, it's out. Yeah, that's really exciting. Um, I guess we should also start by talking um, about different, um, like what is a group? What are sort of like the different type of groups that exist out there? Who might this product appeal to? Well, there's a lot of different types of groups. Um, If you think about it, it's kind of one of the things that makes us human is we get into like these little groups, okay? Those could be families, these could be interest groups, could be Facebook groups, could be uh, spiritual communities, could be governments, could be businesses, could be corporations, could be um, some kind of club, could be a bunch of friends, could be a, uh, like a partner couple, like groups of people come in all different flavors. So a group can really be anything. I think the classic use case for online courses is to think about selling training into another company where like an HR manager then uh, has a group of employees that go through a course. That's kind of the classic example. You can also look at traditional education where uh, the college professor, as an example, would use a textbook that they didn't write to facilitate learning in the classroom. So if you think about the online course is like the textbook 2.0 for the college classroom, It's another way to think about groups. Uh, So there's lots of different ways to slice and dice it. 
but like, um, so on the most basic level, though, groups allows you, excuse me, groups allows you to offer training sort of like from one to many. Is that correct? Yeah. So like instead of doing like a one-off enrollment, mm -hmm. somebody would uh, get access for a certain number of seats. And that could be like two seats, could be 20 seats, could be 2,000, could be 20,000 seats. Is there so, any limit? It doesn't sound like there is, but I just want to clarify There's literally that. no limit, <laughs> which is why that what makes the opportunity so big, which uh, we can talk about in a bit. But okay. yeah, I mean, groups, co groups come in all kinds of sizes. Mm -hmm. So if there's no limit, though, on the Lifter LMS plugin side, um, what, and I might be throwing you a curveball with this question, but is there anything on the technical side that you would recommend in terms of server um, if you are going to try to sell a course to, you know, 20,000 people in a group? Well, batter up to your curveball. There is, <laughs> uh, if, when the online training platform is like your business, mm -hmm. it's important. And we talk about a lot in this community in our Facebook group and the Office Hours Mastermind call in all kinds of places over email. People ask, which hosting should I get for my WordPress LMS? The main thing, the general recommendation, we have a, a page, which we'll link up in the show notes below. It's at lifterlms.com forward slash recommended dash resources. We recommend some hosts, hosts, web hosts there that can scale with you. Um, so there's quality hosting providers out there that can scale. Like if you land a giant client and like 20,000 people drop into your course in one second, you're going to need some more horsepower on your hosting account. So quality managed WordPress hosts, that'll be no problem. Cool. Um, so I guess as a business owner, um, there's a big potential benefit to being able to sell to groups economically speaking, right? What, um, yeah. Could you talk a little bit more about like when you're offering training one to one to many, what that could do to your business or your business model? Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, like a really simple example is if you had a relatively cheap course in terms of courses, cheap meaning like $100, let's say it was some kind of workplace compliance training around, um, you know, company policies or uh, like safety in the workplace or something like that. You could sell that to a thousand people. Uh, each individual transactions, or you could sell one company that has a thousand people that need the training and in one transaction move the same amount of seats. And that's kind of mind blowing when you think about it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really the power of it. It doesn't mean that group sales is better or worse. It's definitely a lot more efficient and, it, and you also don't have to choose. You may be able to take your same course and sell it to one person, one off, but it may be a perfect fit for a company that needs 20,000 seats of access. So you can still mm. do, but you can have your cake and eat it too. Well, talk to me a little bit about like the pricing structure for a group course then as a business owner, how, where do you even start in trying to figure out like what the value of your course is and how you should price it for sales in, in that manner? Well, one of the things we're looking at in the phase two of the group's rollout which depending upon the time when you're listening to it may or may not be may or may may already be out is we're developing a pricing engine so that you can set thresholds uh, based on number of seats to have a certain type of discount. So mm -hmm. for example, mm -hmm. 
you know, after five seats, say you could apply a 10% discount to the price, you know, after a hundred, maybe they're 50% off, maybe after a thousand, they're 80% off or something just to incentivize. Typically there's a bulk deal, but I don't think we had bulk deals. I know when I was in college, I paid a lot of money for my classroom textbooks. Mm -hmm. uh, And they're, you know, you can pass some savings along to a group buyer. It's, it's definitely a, uh, a thing that you can do. And also you can, you can still do a sale manually. Like if you're going to do a high touch sale and you're going to get on a plane and you're going to go to a corporate office and you're going to go to a boardroom and you're going to pitch training and there's like 20,000, hundred thousand, 500,000 seats on the line, that buyer, that enterprise buyer is not going to check out on your website more than likely you're going to work out a deal. There's going to be contracts. You're going to get a paper check or a wire transfer and you you're going to like set up the group and grant the HR manager or the head of, um, um, ops, the, you know, the the group admin account and set kind of set up that first part manually and then let them do their thing. So there's all kinds of different ways to approach those volume seats and working, making the deal happen. Gotcha. Well, so I was going to ask this one later on, but since you brought it up, I know groups is rolling out in a couple of different phases. So can we back up and first of all, talk about, um, cause at the time of this recording, we're still, you know, um, groups is still in beta. So what the sort of beta process is like and, and what, um, what you see along the lines in terms of milestone for the groups add on development. So sort of like we were talking about in the beginning, first we had to nail the, you know, single enrollment. Now what we, what we have to nail first with groups is the group experience on the website. That's really phase one. So that's the experience of the different roles, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, basically people, the website owner can create a new group, invite a group administrator to, to take the account and then start inviting people in and stuff like that. That's phase one. Phase two is creating the e-commerce engine that's going to allow group enrollments fully automated through the Lifter LMS access plan system and the e- all our e-commerce uh, methods. That's phase two. And then phase three is moving over into um, where does it make sense to integrate groups with our other add-ons? As an example, we have a social learning add-on. Mm-hmm. So that it would make sense to have, you know, an integration between those two add-ons so that you could have a group social learning area of the website. That's cool. Um, since you brought up social learning, can you talk a little bit about the difference between groups and social learning? I know they're both advanced add-ons that are part of the Infinity Bundle. Is there any crossover between the two as of right now? Not until we integrate them. I think the main thing to think about is yeah, language is important and groups, mm-hmm. when you say the word groups, it means different things to different people. For mm-hmm. us at Lifter LMS, groups is about group enrollment, group management, like inviting members and promoting people to be leaders of the group or admins of the group. And then um, group reporting, which we've also brought to the front end of the website, which is a pretty amazing accomplishment. And uh, social learning is more about uh, the students being on the platform, learning, having profiles, being able to go check out other students, have public kind of social media style timelines. 
having a more social uh, network experience is what we see as social learning. Hmm. And then cohorts is a word we use to describe groups uh, that are moving through groups of people that move through a course, like in a particular time block, much okay. like a fall or a spring semester in a course, same course, mm -hmm. different cohort, fall, um, spring, gotcha. that kind of thing. So once we use different lingo, yeah, once we start using those three words, we can kind of sort through and get on the same page easier when we're having a conversation. Hmm. Um, and so while we're talking about like words and roles right now, um, could you talk about specifically like the different, um, the different group roles? And then my follow-up question to that is going to be, how does this work with the other user roles that already exist in Lyft or LMS in terms, in terms of like instructor, administrator, et cetera? So for groups, we have three roles. There's the group administrator, the group leader, and then the group member. Okay. So if you're setting up a group manually, as an example, which you can do today, um, you just you know, create the group and then you invite a group admin to be the primary admin on the account. That okay. person is then able to invite other group admins and group leaders, which we'll talk about in a second, and group members. And you can invite multiple members at once. And we also have a link they can share if you just want to like post a link so people can come on it, onto the group. So group admins, uh, can view the reporting of their group. They can manage the seats, which means they can invite the people until they reach their limit. Mm -hmm. And once our e-commerce integration piece is complete, they'll be able to, you know, upgrade the account if they want to buy more seats later and that kind of thing. A group leader can do all that except for the e-commerce components. Okay. And then the group member really just experiences being participating in the group, but they can't really invite other members and that sort of thing. And all this is different. So if you are a group leader, that does not automatically make you like a site administrator for the entire website. Is that correct or? Correct. These are incorrect. all just, these are all just user roles of Word. Well, WordPress has user roles. The WP admin or the site administrator is like the ultimate role with the most power or privileges Mm -hmm. on the website like if you build a wordpress website from scratch you're operating as a wordpress administrator right um the group administrator is really just um somebody who has control over that group and that's that's really it and they actually never see the back end of wordpress oh yeah so tell me more about that because you mentioned earlier there's some front-end reporting with this uh new add-on yeah, so part of the design process is we did not want the group leader or administrator to need to have ever experienced WordPress, know what WordPress is. They don't even need to realize what's powering the technology behind the group experience. Mm -hmm. So we wanted them to be able to experience the website all from the front end without going into the back end of WordPress. Um, which for somebody who's never done it before, sometimes people don't know where stuff is and it takes a bit to learn, but everybody knows how to click on links and buttons and navigate the front of a website. So we brought, we were able to port the Lyft LMS reporting to the front end of the website uh, on the group admin and group leaders um, account pages. Mm -hmm. They can essentially view all the reporting, but not of everybody on the site, just the people in their group. 
Okay. And that's a pretty cool accomplishment. Same with inviting members. Um, they're doing all that from the front of the, web, of the website. They're not going to like the WordPress user screen or anything like that. It's all front end. And we were actually inspired by um, a company called Trello. If you've ever used that for project management, how they were do allow people to invite people onto boards. We kind of took some inspiration from them in our design process. Yeah. Um, so if, uh, I guess like the, the front end look and feel though is controlled by your theme, correct? And you can still customize that to look how you want it to look to match your branding, like with any other. Totally, totally. Yeah. And I mean, some of the group page, like think of it this way, each group has a homepage that has a place where they can, the group can personalize it. They can change the logo. They can change the little header image. Hmm. Um, so they can interject some of their own branding into the group experience themselves. And then that all sits inside the overall website. So it's going to inherit like, you know, the typography and uh, the general navigation and just the general look and feel of the, the website itself. Mm-hmm. So you get the best of both worlds there. And yeah. to your question earlier about the, the different roles. Yeah. Um, Cause I could see how that could be maybe not confusing, but you know, I could almost use an infograph. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so another way that's confusing about groups is like, you might think of like, there's an instructor who has a course that has a group of students in it. And that, that is true. That is a group of people that are inside of a course. Right. But a group leader and a group administrator is not an instructor. So like if I sell a safety training course right. to a company, I, I may have actually created the safety training course um, and I sell that to a company. I'm the instructor, but it's mm-hmm. that HR department, the, the buyer and the group leaders that are um, the manager of their people in the course. Whereas I may have like 50 companies, different groups of students that are all like taking my course. I'm still the instructor. So that's like the teacher and the group manager or the group administrator and group leader aren't really the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the, does groups integrate with memberships as well as, as courses or just courses? Yeah, it integrates with both. It actually integrates with them down to uh, where we're going with it is down to the access plan level. Okay. So if you have a membership that let's say has two uh, access plans and maybe one of them includes more stuff or whatever uh, or more benefits that group buyer could then you know choose which one they want hmm. so yeah you can do group enrollment in courses as well as memberships down to the access plan level so when you say like more benefits for example could one membership include like private coaching Possibly. Does it integrate with private areas as well? And that's an example of what we're looking at for phase three. So if if you have a course that's like, okay, we have a self-study course, it's 500 bucks. We have a course with group coaching. That's the same course with that a thousand bucks with group coaching. Uh And then a, um, you know, a, a third access plan with private coaching. When we look at private areas, we may, we're going to look at like, how can we, you know, make private areas work with groups? Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. It's exciting. And so 
you know, private areas, groups, um, some of the other products we mentioned, these are all part of the infinity bundle. Is that right? So if I'm an infinity bundle customer, do I need to do anything to be able to try out groups? All you need to go is to go to your account on lifterlms.com and open up your downloads tab and it's right there. You can just add it to your website. That's pretty and, exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, if you have like a single product or the universe bundle, uh-huh. you can either upgrade to the um, infinity bundle or yeah. you, you could just get the groups add on individually if you wanted to. Okay. And then the other option is if you want to try before you buy or upgrade, you could uh, just sign up for the Lifter LMS dollar trial, the 30 day demo, we call it, mm-hmm. where we give you a temporary website for 30 days. The groups add on is inside there so you can activate it and then just try it out if you prefer to take it for a test drive that way. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else about, about groups you feel like we haven't um, talked about that you think our audience should know about or anything like you're super excited about in regards to groups? I just think it has a lot of potential for different um, – I think if we look at the offline world and how learning happens, whether it's, uh, you know, science related, political related, history related, um, social science related, business related, sustainable development related, uh, mental health related, whatever. There's so many categories of our society Mm -hmm. where learning happens in groups, where there's a layer of leadership involved in facilitating that learning, whether that's an HR manager, some leader in a community, some leader on the internet, whatever it is, uh, I think this is just a big opportunity if we set our sights and our goals high that we can, uh, we may, we may not, I, I think I would just encourage you, the listener, or if you're watching this on YouTube, to consider how your course might be relevant to groups. And we'll put a link below this podcast episode to the release blog post, which lists off like 50 different types of groups. And I, I stopped intentionally. I could have gone on for like yeah. 100 <laughs> or whatever, but it was, uh, it's just amazing how many different types of groups are out there and how your course might be relevant to some of those. Yeah, it's really exciting. And then like within the groups, will there ever be like a gamification aspect that can be included? I mean, we're looking at that yeah. like, in terms of, um, achievements and that sort of thing and we've been looking at the uh like lifter lms our background is in the like a long time ago is in the marketing automation world which means you have a behavior like a trigger and mm-hmm. then a, an action so the, the way lifters designed is we've taken a lot of the best thinking around marketing automation and turn that over into um behavior-based triggers in an educational platform like inside courses or training based memberships. Okay. So when we can hook into things like uh like the group activities that happen or trigger on the site and Lifter LMS we have things like text messaging, um emails that can fire, achievement badges, certificates and so on. So we're looking at how might we consider integrating those things in the group experience down the road as well. So yeah, more on that to come. Yeah, that's exciting. Well, thanks so much, Chris. I always love talking to you about um, Lifter LMS world and new products. And I'm really excited for groups because we've been talking about it for so long. 
So yeah, no, it's I'm happy it's here. <laughs> it's it's finally here. It's, it's so popular. Well, thank you for yeah. in, interviewing me and uh, facilitating this conversation. And you are a valuable part of the Live for LMS team. And you've seen you've been on the front line, seeing people like asking for this every other kind of conversation or at least a third of the time yeah. it seems like to me so it's here <laughs> yeah i'm happy i'm happy to be able to, to point people in that direction now <laughs> yeah it's not like a it's coming it's a it's a, here, it's, it's it's a here, here thing yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah it's great. Well, well thanks Allie, and uh yeah, for, you the list, for you the listener go check out groups and if you have any questions at all about it just hit us up and hope you have an amazing day see you and that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, and impact in your life. Head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results-getting courses on the internet.